I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Listening to Utah's Morning News with Tim Hughes and Amanda Dixon on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good morning, KSL News Time, 830. KSL's top story this hour. It is breaking news on KSL News Radio. Two Americans are reportedly dead after being kidnapped in Mexico. KSL News Radio's Jessica Lowell is live with details. Jessica? Yeah, Tim and Amanda. Mexican officials are confirming that two of the four U.S. citizens that were abducted are dead. They say the other two that were found alive... One of them was injured, the other uninjured. A relative of one of the Americans said the group had traveled from South Carolina to Mexico so they could get cosmetic surgery. The group was reportedly caught in a deadly shootout between rival cartel groups last Friday. And then a video showed the group being loaded into a pickup truck. A Mexican woman was also reported, also reportedly died Friday in the crossfire. Reporting live, Jessica Lowell, KSL News Radio. We'll be monitoring that and bringing you any new developments as they are made available. Turns out Utah has even more con- Competition for the 2030 Winter Olympics. We know Salt Lake City, Sweden, Sapporo, Japan, and Vancouver, Canada have been named bidders for 2030, but recently the head of the International Olympic Committee told the Associated Press there are five other bidders outside of Sweden, meaning six total. We still don't know the other two, and Fraser Bullock, president and CEO for Utah's Olympic Committee, previously said while 2030 would be great, it would still be a tough turn. Back-to-back games with Los Angeles in 28 is very challenging from a market sponsorship point of view and we'd have an overlap, so that's operationally much more challenging. Bullock says he expects us to finally hear the IOC's choice around the time the Paris Games take place next year. Adam Small, KSL News Radio. At one point, there was a so-called super bid from France, Italy, and Switzerland. Deseret News reporter Lisa Riley-Roche says many people thought the regional bid fell apart, but... But perhaps this indicates that that, that regional bid, again, that would include multiple countries is still being discussed with the IOC under their new uh, less formal bid process that allows them to enter into what they call continuous dialogue with any cities that or, or areas that are interested in hosting, not necessarily even for specific games, but that just want to start that conversation with the IOC. But Lisa says the mayor of Chamonix, Chamonix. 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 I want to get that right. Uh, France said there was no interest there to host the Olympics again. In sports, the BYU men's basketball team out of the West Coast Conference Tournament. The uh, Cougars fell to number 16 St. Mary's last night after making a deep run of the semifinals. The question now is whether BYU will make the NIT tournament or if this was their final game before they moved to the Big 12. 
It's been two weeks since the All-Star Weekend, so how did Salt Lake businesses do? KSL News Radio's Hugo Ricard Bell. It's no surprise that All-Star Weekend did a lot to put Salt Lake City businesses on the map, particularly black-owned business. As a result of the efforts by the Black Chamber of Commerce, the NBA Players Foundation invested a million dollars into Utah community organizations such as the Black Cultural Center and the Impact Program at the U. Director and CEO of the Black Chamber of Commerce, Utah, Dr. Sidney Shorter, says it went a long way in showcasing black businesses in Utah. We're also following a developing story this hour on KSL. The Federal Reserve could increase the size of its interest rate hikes and raise borrowing costs to higher levels. That's the latest from Jerome Powell this morning. He says the Fed is prepared to tighten things more if evidence continues to point to a robust economy. Over the past year, the central bank has raised its key rate eight times. Taxes are due in a little over a month. A Wallet Hub report found that Utah has one of the lowest tax rates in the country. The personal finance website's state survey shows the Beehive State seventh lowest on a list of overall effective state and local tax rate. The highest Utah ranks is 27th lowest income tax, which is still about average among all states. A separate survey of the nation's taxpayers show 81% of people were more worried about inflation than taxes this year. 72% of those questioned believe the current tax rate is too high. 39% of people would move to a different country for a tax-free future. 37% would get an IRS tattoo. 23% would stop talking for six months. 49% of people would do jury duty rather than do their taxes, while 26% would miss a connecting flight. Mark Jackson, KSL News Radio. We learned this morning the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints says they will uh, break ground on a new temple near Bear Lake this June. The two-story building will sit on the corner of Washington and 6th Streets. The church still hasn't released details on what the temple will look like. First look traffic, and here is Andy Farnsworth. Traffic on the freeway continues to look good for the most part, with only exception being some minor slowdowns in Midvale uh, going into Murray on I-15 that we see every morning this time, and a little bit in the same stretch uh, that you see every morning southbound 15 coming into Rose Park in that area near 600 North in Salt Lake City. Looks good into all the canes, including Big and Little, which are open without restriction. I'm Andy Farnsworth of the KSL Traffic Center. 20 years ago this week, a 911 call was the first sign that Elizabeth Smart was alive. She was abducted from her Salt Lake home nine months earlier. We have team coverage this hour, Elizabeth Smart, 20 years later. And we begin with KSL News Radio's Lindsay Ertz. That call came on March 12, 2003, from Nancy Montoya, the first of two couples, spotting the pair on State Street near the Southtown Mall. So, women have got something over their head. I'm trying to. They look like they're. Smart was with her abductors, Brian David Mitchell and Wanda Barzee. The pair later convicted. The next day, the world found out. What a great day for the state of Utah, right? Darn right. Bringing a collective sigh from the Smart family and the world. I can't begin to tell you how happy I am. What an absolute miracle. Smart now a powerful advocate for missing persons and victims of sexual assault. Lindsay Ertz, KSL News Radio. The Elizabeth Smart abduction case captivated the nation and changed lives. Team coverage, Elizabeth Smart 20 years later continues. The first priority 20 years ago was to reunite Elizabeth Smart with her family, no one knowing what an impact her survival story would have. Jeff Ross is a special agent with the FBI and actively worked the case. Ross says over the nine months she was missing, he learned an important lesson. You should never give up hope. You know, it, 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 the fact that, the, that Elizabeth was recovered 
nine months after her disappearance and she was alive, I think, stunned everybody. Ross says he was also amazed at how the community came together. Law enforcement's response to this was absolutely incredible. The amount of people that just showed up and did everything they could uh, to find this kid was something that I haven't seen. Britt Johnson, KSL News Radio. It's a pretty good drive on I-15 this morning, but we've got some northbound slowdowns at the South Interchange. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.